Well, praise the Lord, everybody. I am Evangelist Janice Nelson, and I want to welcome you to season three of Broken Vessels Mended and Whole, a weekly women's Bible study podcast. Today is Sabbath Sunday, May 21st, the year of our Lord, 2023. In this Bible study podcast, we address various issues that break the spirit of women and then seek to promote women's spiritual wholeness and well-being with lessons learned from the word of God. Ladies, let's pray. Our God and our Father, we bow our heads and humble ourselves before your throne of mercy and of grace. As we begin our Bible study, we ask you to join us in the study of your word. Anoint my lips of clay so that your word goes forth in spirit and in truth. Hide me behind the shadow of your cross so that you only are seen and heard in this Bible study. Anoint us with strength and self-care today and always. Bless us with patience and wisdom. Encourage us to choose your way and to behave well. Lord, lift us up for your blessing today. Will you bind the powers of the spirit of darkness so that not one evil deed is met against this ministry or these your people? Bless each person within the sound of my voice and be ye glorified. In Jesus' name, I ask all of these things and give you thanks for answered prayer, counted as done by faith and in accordance with your word. Amen. Ladies, in our relationship with Christ, he desires that we be faithful and keep him at the center of everything we do. He wants to bless us with the desires of our heart and give us a life full of peace and joy. Unfortunately, we are sometimes blinded by our sins and our disobedience takes us to a place in our relationship with God where he says, repent or face my wrath. Fortunately, we have the promise of being restored to God through sincere repentance. No sin we have committed is beyond God's forgiveness and restoration. Join me in a leap of faith of trusting God and his word to transform our bodies, our minds, our hearts, and our spirit as we take an exciting journey of self-care because self-care equals self-love. And to that end, today's episode is titled An Unfaithful Broken Woman. The story of Gomer is one with a powerful message to the Israelites of her day and to Christians today, and in particular to women. In the book of Hosea, chapters 1, 2, and 3, the cast of characters are God, the people of Israel, God's prophet Hosea, a promiscuous woman named Gomer, and her three children, two of whom are illegitimate. They were born out of harlotry. And depending upon which version of the Bible you read, in addition to being unfaithful and a prostitute, Gomer is described as a promiscuous woman a harlot, and an adulterer. Yet, not only is the prophet Hosea told by God to marry her, but he is also told to have children with her. So under divine guidance, the Bible says that Hosea married Gomer and they had two sons and a daughter together. You can read about that in Hosea chapter 1, verses 3 through 8. Now, the scriptures do not tell us a lot about Gomer, but some scholars believe she was a temple prostitute, which was common in Baal worship, which is a type of idol worship. Others believe she was a woman whose life was driven by her sexual desires. 
we do not know for sure if Gomer was a temple prostitute or a woman of licentious living, but we do get to know her because of what she did after Hosea married her. According to scripture, Gomer married the prophet Hosea and bore him three children during their marriage. And Gomer was unfaithful to Hosea because the Bible says she continued to have affairs with other men during her marriage to Hosea. Knowing who Gomer was raises the question, why did God have his prophet Hosea marry her? The definition of marriage varies between cultures and religions, as well as within a culture or religion. For our purposes, we will define marriage as the legally recognized union of a man and a woman in a spousal relationship designed by God as a celebration of love between spouses. Now, God's intentions concerning marriage from the beginning, at least according to the Genesis narrative, was that a man would leave his father and his mother and cleave to his wife and they would become one flesh. To cleave means to join fast to, like glue or cement. Indeed, part of the marriage vow does say, what God has joined together, let no man put asunder or separate. So God, or so considering, God considers marriage to be a sacred covenant relationship between a man and a woman intended to last forever. The loophole in the marriage covenant involves disobedience to the way and truth of God and, and involves adultery, sexual immorality, abandonment, and an unequally yoked marital relationship between a believer and a non-believer that results in conflict. How many of you know that God desires believers to live peacefully. By all accounts, Gomer was a promiscuous woman who after her marriage to Hosea engaged in adulterous relationships that called into question Hosea's parentage to two of Gomer's three children. When we recall the seventh commandment, which says you shall not commit adultery, again, it begs the question, why would God want this marriage? between his prophet Hosea and Gomer, who was an adulterer. There are three answers to this question. The first answer was because God wanted to use this marriage to show where Israel stood in the eyes of God. The book of Hosea was written in the Northern Kingdom in the eighth century BC. While the prophet Hosea was writing Israel was in both spiritual and moral decline. The people of Israel were worshiping Baal and other idol gods. They were mixing Jewish customs with idolatry, rebelling against the word of God and provoking the wrath of God who was about to send judgment upon his people. The second reason God wanted the marriage between his prophet Hosea and Gomer was to do with the image or had to do with the imagery of a husband-wife spousal relationship as taught by the prophets, Isaiah, Ezekiel, and Jeremiah. Isaiah 54 verse 5 says, for your maker is your husband. The Lord of hosts is his name and your redeemer is the Holy One of Israel. He 
is called the God of the whole earth. Then in Ezekiel chapter 16, we see the depiction of unfaithful Jerusalem. And Jeremiah chapter 31, verse, uh, verse 32 says, not according to the covenant that I made with their fathers in the day that I took them by the hand and led them out of the land of Egypt by my covenant or my covenant, which they broke, though was a husband to them, says the Lord. God is saying that he was the husband of the people of Jerusalem and they broke that covenant. The repeated occurrences of the images of marriage were so important to God that he used them over and over again. Finally, the third reason God wanted the marriage between his prophet Hosea and Gomer was because their marriage was to be a living example of the restoration of Israel and how people of future generations could experience restoration if they turned away from sin and returned to God. So just as God was husband to sinful Israel in the eighth century, when the book of Hosea was written, today God is husband to the church and we are his sinful bride. So ultimately the reason God wanted uh, his prophet Hosea to marry Gomer, a woman described in the Bible as unfaithful, promiscuous, a prostitute, a harlot, and an adulteress, was to teach us a lesson about sin and disobedience, which has become so prevalent today. To get a better understanding of who Gomer, the woman, was, let's talk about her children. According to scripture, she had three children, two sons named Jezreel and Loemi, and one daughter named Laruamah. Each of Gomer's children's names hold a significant meaning. And as we have discussed in prior Bible studies, knowing the Hebrew background and meaning of names is important to the story. The name of Gomer's first son is Jezreel, which meant God sows or God scatters. His name was a reference to the judgment God would bring upon his people Israel. The name Jezreel also refers to the famous Valley of Jezreel in 2 Kings chapters 10 and 11, where blood was shed as Jeruel slaughtered the royal family. Just the mention of the name Jezreel reminds the Israelites of how they rose to power and how quickly they can fall from grace. The name of Gomer's second child, a daughter, was Laruhamah, which meant not loved or pitied. Now, how would you like that for your name? It's awful. Her name was a symbol that God would no longer love his people Israel. He would no longer forgive them for their sins and disobedience in the year 722 BC um, when the destruction of Israel happened with the invasion of the Assyrians. And Gomer's third child, a second son, has the most interesting name, Loemi, which meant not my people. This name referred to the covenant God made with his people. And his word, God repeatedly said, I will be your God and you will be my people. The name Loemi is an indication that the covenant between God and Israel would be broken. The Israelites would have known what these names meant. They would have known that Gomer was unfaithful 
to Hosea. The question is that they take heed and change their ways. We do not know the details of Hosea and Gomer's marriage, but we can infer that since Hosea was a prophet of God, uh, that he treated Gomer as a husband uh, should according to the customs of the day. Uh, so why was she so unfaithful and why did she keep leaving uh, 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 Hosea? Why did his wife keep leaving him? God was using the marriage of his prophet Hosea to Gomer as an example for the Israelites to remember what God had done for them and to encourage them to turn from their wicked ways. Gomer would be with his husband, with her husband, and life would be good. This was an analogy of when Israel was with God. He blessed them tremendously and led them to the land of milk and honey. When Gomer would leave Hosea, God used this action as an analogy to show Israel the state they were in. They had forgotten their first love and turned away from God. The coming and going of Gomer was symbolic of how the Israelites would come to God and leave, live in obedience and then turn away from God and live in sin. It was a vicious cycle that God was showing Israel through Gomer's uh, marriage to his prophet Hosea. A scripture text in the book of Hosea uh, chapters one, two, and three are very significant to the story of the marital relationship between Hosea and Gomer and the covenant relationship that God had with Israel in antiquity and has with his church today. For example, Hosea chapter one, verse two says this, it says, when the Lord began to speak by Hosea, the Lord said to Hosea, go take your wife, take yourself a wife of harlotry and children of harlotry for the land has committed great harlotry by departing from the Lord. Here, the word harlotry refers to spiritual adultery, the unfaithfulness of Israel to God. Then in Hosea chapter two, verse five, we read, for their mother has played the harlot. She who conceived them has behaved shamefully. For she said, I will go after my lovers who give me my bread and my water, my wool and my linen, my oil and my drink. So Gomer would come to Hosea and then leave him for other men. She even conceived children out of harlotry, just as the people of Israel would come to God in repentance and return to sin and idolatry and worship of other gods. That's God with a lowercase g. It was a vicious cycle of sin repeated over and over again by Gomer and the people of Israel. Hosea chapter two, verse seven says, she will chase her lovers, but not overtake them. Yes, she will seek them, but not find them. Then she will say, I will go and return to my first husband, but then it was better for me than now. 
In this text, the word chase means pursue. Gomer relentlessly pursued adultery just as the people of Israel relentlessly pursued idolatry with lust in their hearts, but then returned to God knowing he was better than the idols they pursued. Hosea chapter 2 verse 13 says, I will punish her for the days of Baals to which she burned incense. She decked herself with her earrings, meaning she dressed up in jewelry and went after her lovers. But me, she forgot, says the Lord. So just as Gomer dressed up for her occasions, the people of Israel displayed their idols in a particular way and God promised punishment for their lust and idolatry. In Hosea chapter three, verses one through three, Hosea tells Gomer what the Lord said to him. He says, then the Lord said to me, go again, love a woman who is loved by a lover and is committing adultery. Just like the love of the Lord for the children of Israel who look to other gods and love the raisin cakes of the pagans. And keep in mind, this is uh, the prophet Hosea telling his wife, Gomer, this is what the Lord told me to do. He says, so I brought her for myself for 15 shekels of silver and one and one half homers of barley. And I said to her, you shall stay with me many days. So he takes her back. You shall not play the harlot, nor shall you have a man. So too will I be towards you. So he wanted a monogamous relationship with her. The word lover in our text refers to friend or husband. The Lord wanted Hosea to be committed to his marital relationship and to love Gomer just as he was committed to and loved Israel and still loves Israel today. The story of Gomer is one with a powerful message to the Israelites of her day and to Christians today, and in particular to women. Gomer's adultery was a symbolic representation of the Israelites' fickle behavior, a vicious cycle of sin, repentance, redemption, and restoration over and over again. God was Israel's husband and Israel would commit adultery with idol worship, a form of spiritual adultery in the form of prostitution. Ladies, in our relationship with Christ, he desires that we be faithful. We must keep him at the center of everything we do. He wants to bless us with the desires of our heart, just like he wanted to bless the people of Israel and give them a life full of peace and joy. Unfortunately, we, like the people of Israel, are sometimes blinded by our sins and our disobedience takes us to a place in our relationship with God where he says, repent or face my wrath, meaning a place of judgment. Fortunately for us, we have the promise of being restored to God through sincere repentance that is the truly beautiful part of Gomer's story. She affirms that no one, no matter the sin they have committed, is beyond God's forgiveness and restoration. Praise God for that. The prophet Hosea 
brought his wife, Gomer, back home and told her that she could live with him. He chose to forgive her and to love her regardless of what she had done. Likewise, Christ paid the price for us when he forgave us and purchased us with his blood. God sent his son to save each of us. And no matter what sin or sins we have committed, we can still receive his gift of salvation. Isn't that beautiful? Gomer was a woman who lived a very risque lifestyle. She was indecent and liable to shock people with her immoral behavior. She was unfaithful to her husband on numerous occasions. She brought children outside of her marriage with other men. Her children bore names that should have brought shame to her family and worry to the people of Israel. Yet although she committed acts of adultery, God chose to show how he can restore his people and us through this broken woman. Gomer's infidelity was a symbol of Israel's spiritual unfaithfulness. But Hosea's marriage to and forgiveness of Gomer is an enduring symbol of God's faithfulness and provisional redemption of his unfaithful people then and now us through Jesus Christ. God's word to ancient Israel found in Hosea chapter 2, 19, verse 20, were these. He said, I will betroth you to me forever. Yes, I will betroth you to me in righteousness and justice and loving kindness and mercy. I will betroth you to me in faithfulness and you shall know the Lord. These words of God should fill us with hope because ladies, we are an important part of God's message to humanity because the women of God uses, uh, the women God uses are found in every walk of life. Some from royalty, some from servants and everything in between, including prostitutes and unfaithful broken women. God desires an intimate relationship with us, spiritual intimacy that promotes wholeness and well-being born out of love, forgiveness, restoration, and faithfulness. In the Old Testament book of Hosea, God used the relationship between his prophet Hosea and a prostitute named Gomer, an unfaithful broken woman, to teach a message of love, forgiveness, and restoration to an unfaithful Israel and to us. God loves us just as he loved Gomer, an, uh, a known prostitute, a harlot, and an adulterer. He loved Gomer just as he loved and still loves Israel. He loved Gomer just as he loves us. God showed Gomer and Israel forgiveness and mercy way back in the 8th century BC. And today, in the 21st century AD, he continues to forgive us for our indiscretion, our sins and disobedience. And in the midst of our brokenness, God shows us love, forgiveness, and mercy. Ladies, if you 
ever think you have strayed too far in your brokenness, think about Gomer and recall God's loving kindness, forgiveness, and mercy towards her and know that you can never stray too far for God to bring you back and restore you unto himself. Thank you for tuning in to another episode of Broken Vessels, Mended and Whole. If this ministry has been a blessing to you and you want to support it, we have several ways in which you can do that. First, via the Tidely app at Broken Vessels, Mended and Whole. Second, at Givelify, G-I-V-E-L-I-F-Y dot com. You may donate to Broken Vessels hyphen Mended and Whole. Or you may mail whatever gifts of love you feel led to give to Broken Vessels, Mended and Whole. We are a 501c3 nonprofit religious organization located at P.O. Box 34637 in Los Angeles, California, 90034. Please join me next week for another episode of Broken Vessels, Mended and Whole. In the meantime, take good care and may God continue to bless you. Amen.